I want to share a story with you. God created a good and perfect world. He made mankind to rule with him and carry his ways to the whole planet. But mankind chose its own way instead of God's and brought brokenness into the world. Try as they might, people could not find a way to rescue themselves. They needed a rescuer. God himself became that rescuer as he put on flesh like you and I and walked the earth. He lived a sinless life choosing God's way, even to the cross where he gave his life under the punishment we deserved. After three days, he came back to life conquering death itself and paying completely the debt that we owed. Now we have the opportunity to join our lives to his and get back to the way God intended things from the start. How will you respond? Well, happy Easter, North Shore. It's my earnest prayer that today, though unique, that you would have a blessed Easter. It, it for sure is interesting times for us. Kind of crazy. You know, I was just taking it in just a couple days ago and thought, this is nuts. But the encouragement we have that it's Easter. And there's not a greater observation than Easter. You know, but it is difficult times. You know, this message, as I was preparing for this message, I actually wrote my Easter message in Australia really before this big push happened. And, you know, I thought it was a good message. And this Tuesday, I was sharing it with the teaching team as we do each week. And we just talk about the teachings around North Shore. And for the first time, I kind of started feeling something. One of the people in the meeting says, I wonder if in this season, this season of darkness, uh, it seems to be no peace, almost hopeless to some people. And things just seem to be falling apart and unraveling. You know, with this COVID-19, they said, you know, I wonder if we need to really think about that in contrast, in light of Easter, of today. A couple other people chimed in. And I just felt my heart start to stir. My wife, she's talking to me. She started to kind of get a stirring, talked to our executive pastor, and, and God just started making it clear to me that I can't give that message. So just a couple days ago, God said, no, I, here's a new message. So I just went to prayer and just, God, what do you want me to say in this time that's dark? Feels like this peace is hard to grab right now for a lot of people, and it feels like things are unraveling. And he took me to John 16, verse 33. And that's going to be our anchor text today. Uh, and I just pray that this message, this Easter message, that I think is from the Holy Spirit, would bless you. So you get to John 16, 33. Let's pray. Father God, you're good. We are so grateful for Easter. And Father, these are dark times. It's hard to find peace. And things just feel like they're coming apart. Father, I pray that your word, 
that your truth would give us encouragement, would strengthen us, and allow us to have what you always attended, is for us to have a happy Easter. So speak to us now through your word. Speak to each person that's listening. Stir deep in their hearts. And Father, move them. Move them closer to you. Because we know it's in the power of Jesus that those things happen. And it's in that power we pray today. Amen. Amen. So as you go to Jesus' time, as it, he was, it was leading up to the cross, and things were dark for the disciples and the followers of Jesus. You know, there was no peace. Uh, they were starting to feel hopeless, and things were falling apart all around them. And that's when Jesus came. He says, I want to give you something different. And I think in this COVID-19 season, that's what was a stirring in my heart. That I need something different than I see all around me. And that's what Jesus' followers felt when Jesus was with them. And they're in Jerusalem. And Jesus says, I'm going to give you something different. Let's look at John 16, verse 33. It reads this. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. So Jesus is talking to them in a time that he's preparing them. We call this section in John the upper room discourse. And it really starts with Jesus when he instituted the Lord's Supper. And he began to teach them, talk them, show them. He washed their feet up there. They left and they went for a walk as he was headed toward his arrest and crucifixion and his resurrection. And he taught them. And here he, he's telling them, he says, I want to tell you everything I'm doing right now is to prepare you to have my peace. And he's talking to them about the crucifixion that's going to come up and the, the resurrection. They don't quite get it. They're lost in this time and they're confused at what's happening. And for them, it feels like it's falling apart and it really is going to speed up and feel like it's falling apart in just the moments following this talk. And Jesus says, this is my promise to you. My promise is you're going to have peace in me and there's going to be tribulations and trouble in the world. I mean, I can just feel your amen right now as you're sitting home alone on Easter. We're going to have trouble in this world. We have trouble right now in this world. But Jesus has something to say to that. He has something different, he says. He says, take heart, take courage, be encouraged. Find your rest is what that means. Because I'm going to do something. I'm going to overcome the world. And I love what he says there. He says, I have overcome the world. It's done. He knows exactly what he's going to do. This battle has been won in eternity past. But he says, I'm going to show you something different. You're going to see it. And he goes to the cross. There he dies. He's put in a grave, a tomb. And as he promised, three days later, he rises again. And that's what we celebrate today. 
That is Easter. That is resurrection power, and that's how he overcomes the world. Now listen to this. Listen to this, something different. In Romans 8, 11, what Jesus tells us, what God says there, he says, you have the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That same power lives in you. What? Yes. The power that raised him from the grave lives in you. Resurrection power. In Philippians 3.10, what we see, Paul says, the thing I pursue, what I'm pressing, what I'm straining toward is to know Jesus and the power of his resurrection. So that's what Easter is about for us. It's to be reminded, to remember that Jesus rose from the grave. He had the power of resurrection and he gave that to us, to you. And he calls us to live in that power. And my message today is what does it look like? What would happen if we lived in the power of the resurrection through this COVID-19? Through any circumstance. Let's look. So we're going to look at our resurrection power. Point A, the resurrection power turns our darkness to light. The resurrection power turns our darkness to light. Listen to how Paul talks about the resurrection. In Acts 26, 23, uh, he's in trial. and he, He's saying, hey, this is what I've seen. This is what I'm teaching. Here's what he says. The Messiah would suffer and be the first to rise from the dead. And in this way, listen to this, and in this way announce God's light to Jews and Gentiles alike, in a sense, to all people. He's the first to rise from the dead, right? That means there's others to follow, right? Resurrection power. Who is that? That's you and me. That's those who believe in Jesus Christ and put their trust in him, have this resurrection power. And he describes it like this. And in this way, announce God's light. The resurrection power is God's light. And boy, that is needed, right? Because for them, it was dark times for them. Really dark times. When Jesus is on the cross at noon, the whole world went dark. The sun was blocked. And there's darkness, physical darkness. But there's also a, a sadness, a feeling of being defeated and lost by his followers as the crucifixion happened. It felt like the enemy won. And what really spurred our conversations toward changing this message was a quote from our president this week. He said, America, get ready for the darkest week in America. Now, I don't know if you know, that is a true statement, but he did say it. There is darkness around it. I see it, I experience it, I, I listen to it, I hear when people are talking about what they're going through. It's a dark time. Well, listen to what Jesus says. John 8, 12. Jesus spoke saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, 
but we'll have the light of life. That's the resurrection power in us. It, it turns our darkness to light. Here's what it looks like. When our darkness is turned to light by the resurrection power, here's what happens. The light defeats darkness. Darkness cannot exist where light exists. Light always wins, always overcomes. When we live in the resurrection power of Jesus, because of Jesus' work in us, we win. Light wins every time. That light also exposes God's work. In the darkness, light comes in and it reveals the things that sometimes are unseen. You know what I just call it? It's the beauty in the ugliness. And what I've been seeing is I've watched people searching for God in this time. Do you know online right now, over two and a half times more people are tuning into our services than ever before? North Shore, you are at a high mark right now because of this darkness. No, no, light is winning. And I'm glad you are all here. Jesus loves you, and we love you. And I'm glad you're part of our service, even through this online medium. What I see in families is amazing. I hear people talking about before this darkness settled in. We were working. We were striving. We barely had time to come home and have dinner with our kids, let alone ever sit and play with them. And they said, now we have all this time. We're being creative. We're making forts. We're, we're making up new games. It's incredible the beauty that is seen in families right now. There's a picture I'll show you. It's, it's, it's actually a beautiful picture. It's of an empty store shelf in Walmart. Now, it's not the toilet paper aisle, because those all seem to be empty right now, too. But this one, it's the children's book section. How cool is that? Families, children are reading. Families reading together. It's this beautiful, beautiful scene in this time that, if you just look, seems dark. But there's light because of what God is doing. I'm seeing healings, you know. So much talk about darkness and depression. Uh, but I'm hearing more and more stories about people that are being healed in all kinds of different fashions. And these amazing stories are rising up. So uh, in this darkness, in this ugliness, we see the resurrection power of God working and healing people. And it's beautiful. And watching families celebrate that. And again, as I say that, I understand there is heartache and hurt when a loved one, you know, goes through it and maybe is not healed. So I don't want to just fly by that. But in the darkness, we see these glimmers of God's beauty. And I see God's people living this light, living the light of God. And what that is, I see our staff our staff are doing this feeding the 5,000. It's amazing. You know, I've got the, the privilege to deliver in boxes and to just hear and see how impactful in this dark time this light is and, and people live in the resurrected life. It's beautiful. And there's just, they're starting to get hundreds of people getting these boxes of foods. Our, our children's ministry have put Easter basket in for kids. And it's, just, it's amazing to watch light invade darkness. I had people uh, send me a picture, and I'll show you. Uh, I got visitors 
is Josh, our worship pastor, brought his kids over and they used sidewalk chalk and wrote all over my sidewalk. You know, wrote a Bible verse, how they love me. And these kids are just being light, the resurrection power. Just invading, stealing the dark, pushing it away. I hear a lot of you doing the same thing, you know, different things to reach out. Someone sent this card to me just yesterday. I was wrestling with this message and saying, God, what do you want me to say? What is the message? I opened my mail and one of you sent this card. It was just full of encouragement to me. And my heart and my soul needed it because the darkness of this season was invading. And God had a different word through somebody who was living the resurrected life. And there's just so much. I hear people making masks, giving them away. When I went out to look at my sidewalk art, I looked across the street and the youth pastor's over there like, like, what are you doing in the neighborhood? And he's dropping donuts off to a student just to encourage him. Kind of the donut dropping going. It's powerful, beautiful. I love God's people living their resurrected life, and I see it all around me. Light also does this. Light guides. Light guides us through the darkness. It shows us a way through it. It's a path for us. Versus us being swallowed up and consumed by the darkness. What light does, it just radiates the ground for us and it starts guiding us. And that's what Jesus wants to do. Sometimes it's just, it, it, it's, it's guidance for the moment. Maybe it's the bigger guidance of how you're going to get through this and walk through it in this resurrection life. But it guides us through that. So that is the resurrection power. It turns your darkness into light. And my prayer for you is that would be true in your hearts and your homes. Another thing that happens when we live in our resurrection power, the resurrection power changes our fear to peace. All the disciples had, they had fear at this time when Jesus was going to the cross um, and he was tried and crucified and went to the grave. They were terrified and they were afraid. They were hiding in their homes. Doors locked, scared. Does that sound just a bit familiar? <laughs> it's like, as I was reading this in the text, it's like, whoa, okay. Sounds kind of familiar. A little different, but we have a lot of fear. A lot of people have a lot of fear uh, or concerns or whatever you want to call it, but there's just this heaviness in the air. You know, just kind of a real evidence of that is our executive pastor, Pat, told me the story yesterday. When he said he was in the store, and he walked by somebody. He was a big, manly man, big dude. And he noticed in his eyes that his tear was coming out. Found that interesting. So he's going to engage him, but he had earbuds in. So he just kind of went. The Holy Spirit tapped Pat on the shoulder and said, hey, go find that guy. And so Pat went, went and uh, sought him out, found the guy, and said, hey, excuse me. It looks like you might be struggling. The guy, you know, looked at him and says, yeah. Because this whole thing, man, it's starting to get to me. It's starting to get to me. See, this, this fear is just getting all of us. You know, again, this guy wasn't some wimpy guy. He's a powerful, strong man. Not out of weakness, but this stuff around us is heavy. And that's what the disciples were facing. 
Let's look at John 20, 19. John 20, 19. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, Jesus rose again that morning, so that Sunday night. The doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. So they're in a locked room because they were afraid. The resurrected, ready? Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. In another gospel story, he says, he says peace be with you. My, my peace, I leave you. It's, it's powerful here. That understanding what Jesus does, I mean, in their minds must have been blown. There is the resurrected Jesus right there with them. And he says, I'm going to give you peace. And what peace is, peace is Jesus' peace. Jesus' work is peace. And the power that he gives us, his work in us, is peace. It's the truth, the full truth, the unchanging truth of Jesus. And he says, I'm going to give you this peace. Because when this peace comes in our life, it changes our fears to this peace, toward Jesus, the power of the resurrected life in us. Listen to what it does. It gives us safety. Peace gives us safety. Psalm 37.5 says this. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. In that word, that hiding place, most often is translated secret place. And all through the scripture, we hear that Jesus is our secret place. It's a place of safety. When he's saying, I'm going to give you my peace. And that relationship, that intimate place, is a safe place no matter what is going on in the world. Just you and Jesus. No thing, no virus, no situation, no illness, nothing, nothing can get there, go there, and touch it except you and Jesus. It is our safe place, and it's always available to us. And that takes us, that peace takes us to stability. Because Jesus' truth become an anchor for us. We can trust them. You know, not, we don't have to get tossed you know, back and forth with, with all these different, you know, the reports and the changing and this opinion, that opinion. There's one thing that stabilizes, and that's the resurrection power of Jesus Christ in us. It is something that we could put our stake in and be stable in as we engage in everything around us. And lastly, the point I want to make here is that this peace gives us a future focus. It gets us an eyes on Jesus focus. Because he came in there to them and says, you are afraid you're here. I'm going to give you my peace. And ultimately that peace is going to take them outside of that hiding place. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But what happens is that peace gives us a hope that there is a greater work going on than whatever the darkness around us is. Whatever the fear is, there is a more powerful, greater work happening. It's amazing. Again, that's hope. and allows us to see through it. Now, it doesn't change the situation. What's really interesting with the disciples is 
just because they had the peace of the Lord doesn't mean that the, the Jews and the people that they're afraid of weren't still trying to get them. There was still danger. It just changed their perspective that there is something bigger going on. There's something greater happening than just this moment. And that's how God changes our fear to peace with the resurrection power that's in each one of us. Point C, the resurrection power takes us from death to life. And I would call this the foundational transformation that he always wants us to remember, to reflect on, on Easter in this resurrection season when we're thinking about this, is that this power can take us from death to life. John 10.10 10 says this, I have come, this is Jesus talking, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And what that means is full, to the fullness of life, that Jesus came to give us life. His work on the cross and his work of having victory over the grave, his resurrection had one sole purpose, is to give us life and give it to us to the fullness of it. Every aspect, nothing untouched. But in their time, I tell you, it was a dark time and death was all around them. And, 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 and yes, because Jesus died. Their leader died. But also their hopes, their dreams were dying. Things were falling apart and unraveling. Everything that they thought and hoped and in a sense dreamed of felt like it was being shattered. Doesn't that sound familiar right now? In my lifetime, we haven't sat and watched news and it was all about body counts. That's the season we're in. And just thinking of that, I pray for protection for our children in this season. But also we, we see things unraveling, falling apart. Uh, an emptiness seems to be setting in in some people. But Jesus says, no, I have a better word for you. The resurrection power has a better word in your life and through your life. Jesus says, I want to take you from death to life. The Easter story. And here's the life he wants to take us to. First is a physical life. Romans 6.23 says this, For the wages of sin is death. Yes, yes, physical death. Jesus, we are eternal, and Jesus wants us to be with him for eternity. That's the life. And he says, we will not die. Listen to John 11.25. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. <laughs> this death story around us is not the end of the story. There is life and life in heaven with Jesus. We will live when we are in Christ Jesus for eternity. And that's why I, I love 1 Corinthians 15. And, and that whole uh, chapter is about the resurrection, but listen to how it just wraps up talking about the physical death and, and the victory we have. It says, death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? But thanks to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He moves us from death to life through the resurrection power that is in us. Amen? And that is intended 
to free us, to give us freedom. And I hope for you in this season of all the dark talk, all the hopelessness, that you would move to the life that Jesus has and that would free you and you would know with confidence and you'd trust his promises for that. But he says, I'm going to give you a full life. So it's not just the physical life that he wants to resurrect. Galatians 5, 17, he says he wants us to, to make sure our spiritual life is resurrected. Because see, this whole season around us has a, I just kind of watching people. It starts draining people, their spiritual life. I start seeing people that are depleted and feel like they're running out of spiritual fervor and, I'd say power. But God says, no. When he rose from the grave, he said, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, the counselor, so that the Holy Spirit would come in and empower us. So every moment, regardless of the situation around us, that we could be full of God and his power. And my challenge and encouragement for you is that you would live in the resurrection power and you would grow spiritually through this dark time, this time that maybe feels like has no peace. But God says, no, I want your spiritual life to thrive. It goes on. We also see that Jesus has a word to say about taking us from death to life in our emotional life. John 16, 20 says, I'm going to take your, turn your sorrow into joy. And he's talking about specifically the resurrection and what he's going to do. So what Jesus wants to do is he wants to open up our emotional eyes to what's happening around us, to see the work that he's doing. And so that what would happen is joy would rise up. So when people all around us that don't know the resurrection power who, or who are not living in it, when they see you, say, why do you have a joy about you? And the answer is because he rose again. And that's at work in me. And I know that is the future. That's the life I have in the future and right now. And we go on. He talks about the relational life. That he wants to resurrect that, to take it from a, a, a place of death to a place of life. And you look at the disciples and it's amazing what God does. He comes in and he pours his love into them in that room, and, and they're locked in there, and they're afraid, and they're, they think they're going to die, and that's the whole scene around them. He pours his love in them. And what happens is you see over time, the next few months, and the few years, what you start seeing is these people who are afraid, and I'm going to put this, I think they may have hated the people around them. They got so filled with Christ's love and they started letting that love live outside of them that they eventually left that place and ultimately came back to that same place where they were afraid for their life to come bring the message of Jesus Christ. They were living this resurrected life. They brought the message of love because they had love in their hearts of Jesus. And they still faced tough, difficult times. You go through Acts, you can see the stories. But they showed up because God resurrected 
the death of their emotions into this life of love that he has for us. And it compelled them to go. And that's what God wants us to do. Now, you have to be wise. You have to be safe in this season. We have to love and honor each other. But God wants you to bring love to the world around you and have that resurrected. And that's the, the power of Easter, the power of the resurrection life in us is that we can love in a time that people don't feel very lovely or they don't feel like loving because that's what Christ did. It's what he called us to do. So the question, what should our response be to all this? The resurrection power of Jesus, this true Easter story. What should our response be? It's one word I want to give you. Yes. 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 John 10, 10, Jesus says, right? I've came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And what we have to do is we have to say yes to this. 1 Corinthians 15, he says, uh, Paul's talking, he says, I've come, and the top priority of first importance to tell you about the death of Jesus and the resurrection of him, the most important message that can ever be given, the message of life, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, and that that lives in you. And he says, now you have to respond to it. You have to say yes to it. The picture in Revelation 3.20 of Jesus knocking on the door. You've seen the picture before. And I love that picture. That's a yes picture. Jesus is knocking, waiting for an answer. What will you say this Easter? What will you say as you're in your homes? And it feels like everything's falling apart. But there's a power that God wants to give to those who believe in him. And he's on that door knocking. And he's waiting for yes. He's waiting for yes, and he says he'll come in and dine, and you will have him, you'll have the resurrection power. I know I had to go through that. I had to go through my yes moment. 24 years old, young man, wife, and a child. You know, I come from some tough background, uh, but God, you know, or life, I should say at this point, really um, found my balance. And so I was really uh, striving to get happiness as the world promised, right? First one in my house to, to graduate high school, actually. Go to college, was in college, I was married, had a child, had a jobs, you know, was coaching. So had some, some place in the community, if you would. But I always knew that there's something. There's just something that wasn't quite working. I can just kind of tell, it needed something different. It is something different. And I ran into an old friend in college. And, um, you know, again, I was married and had a kid and I was in college. And so as he says, hey, I'm going to go to this conference. Do you want to come? And I knew it was a Christian conference. Never been to one, so I didn't know what to expect. But going on a road trip with a buddy in college sounded cool. So I went to Boise, Idaho from Cheney, Washington. So we took a big road trip down there to this thing called Promise Keepers. Didn't know really what that was. And as I sat there, and the preacher was talking, and he's talking about this Jesus who loved me so much that he went to the cross for me and died in my place. And then he went to the grave, and as he promised, 
He defeated the final enemy, and that was death for me. So that he could give me power. His power. And as I sat there and I heard that message, and again, I'd been to church just a couple of times, a few times in my life. So I wasn't used to that. This is an outdoor arena I was in. And I just felt it. I felt it. I just felt something stirring. And I looked at my buddy. I said, I don't know what it is, but I can't stay here. I can't stay here. And I don't know what it is, man. I just jumped to my feet. Literally, I leaped over a wall and I ran. I ran to the front. I got there. I was way back. It was a baseball field. I was in the outfield. I got up to the front and I dropped on my knees. And I remember looking up and I said, I don't understand this, but I'm here to say yes. And God spoke to me. And I felt something, a power that came in me. I don't know what it was at that moment. In fact, that night, I was at home, or it was at my friend's, friend's house, called my wife. She said, well, how'd it go? I said, I can't explain it. I said, but I know this, everything's going to change. Something shifted in me when I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. And I know now what it is. That resurrection power came in me. That Easter story is an Easter truth. When I said yes, and my life changed. I knew something was going to change. My life is so different. There's, there's a greater hope in me. There's a greater purpose. There's a greater joy, a greater peace in me because of yes. So I want to ask you, you're sitting at home, it's Easter. Have you said yes? Listen to what Jesus has done. Romans 5, 8 says, God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus loves us. He loves you. And while you're not perfect, you're broken, this world is winning out and, and those things, this sin, the separation from God. Jesus went to the cross to die for our sins, for the forgiveness of our sins, to restore that relationship with us. In Romans 10, 9, he says this, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. See what this yes is, this yes is Yes to God's work. Yes to God's power. And then trust in Him. Now here's what I believe. I believe there's some people that maybe you're watching our services for the first time. Maybe a neighbor or family member invited you. I don't think it's an accident. I think it's a divine appointment by God. And He's asking you, say yes. Because God does not force His way into our life. And I love that about God. He says, I wait for faith, for you to say yes, because you believe and you trust me 
and my love, and you say yes to it. And then I come in and we start growing and maturing in our faith. So I believe God has you here. And he's inviting you to say yes to him. I want to lead in a prayer. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, now's the time. Now's the time. Maybe of all times, you, you, you see all the earth's securities are crumbling around us. They are a lie, but there is a truth, and it's called an Easter truth. And today is an amazing day. Right in the privacy of your living room, the privacy and safety of your family, of saying yes to Jesus. So if by faith you're ready to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, would you pray this prayer in your hearts with me? Father God, I know that I'm a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. And I accept by faith the work of Jesus on the cross where he died for my sins. And Jesus' work in the grave where he rose again and defeated death once and for all. And in that resurrection power, I receive it as a gift from Jesus to walk the newness of life that he has. I pray these things in the powerful work and name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, amen. I love you. I love all of you. For those of you that prayed that prayer, I pray that you would know that that shift that God does and that movement and the life you're going to have with him. I want to talk to you you that know Jesus, that have been walking with Jesus, what's your yes? What is your yes? Are you in darkness? Do you find yourself in fear? Do you find the unraveling, the dying of things around you to be overcoming? This Easter, you might need to be reminded of the resurrection power that is in you and live that out. So I invite you to cry out to God and say, Jesus, I'm sorry. Forgive me for not living in the resurrection power that you promised. And I encourage you to step into whatever God leads you to and speaks to. Step into that boldly and proudly knowing God's power is at work in you. And I want to offer something. Damien said earlier, uh, told you about how we're going to have prayer after this service. And that's where you're going to go in and you'll, there'll be a link just click that link. You'll go into a video lobby and some of our staff will be there. And what they'll do is they'll take you and they'll usher you to, to, to speak privately in the video chat with the pastor where you can talk and you can pray. So I want to invite you. I'm going to be there. So I look forward to praying with you. And my hope and prayer of all of you that yes is the answer this Easter in your homes because you have a powerful, powerful resurrection power at work in you. Happy Easter, North Shore. I love you. God bless.